Let me tell you a little bit about, you know, when I walk in front of a mirror, especially after the holiday season, I'm <laughs> looking at myself saying, hey, fatty, fat, fat, so how's it working? Uh, and it's not working out well for me. No? Uh, no. I, you know I, you know how much I hate exercise. I have got to start exercising or I'll be dead by in a year. Um, it's just Give not. or take. Could be, could be 18 months. Yeah. Could you be know. six. Could be six. You know, yeah. No. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Echelon Fitness is a sponsor of ours, and they have a whole range of affordable workout equipment. Uh, there are stationary bikes, smart rowers, sleek fitness screens, uh, auto-folding treadmills, the whole experience, all connected to provide the Echelon Fit experience. Now, their apps provide you with thousands of live and on-demand classes, great music from your favorite artists and right now for a very limited time you can get a free bike or a free rowing machine with a 24-month membership get your free bike and free rower or free rower at uh 818181 you just text back to 818181 get your free bike or your free rowing machine right now text back 818181 Johnny Cash. I've kind of decided that I'm just going to start wearing black or dark colors. You know, Johnny Cash did it, you know, for the Lord. I'm doing it because I'm just fat. And there's nothing. You know, maybe I could walk around with a green screen. I, I don't know, but woo! Welcome to the program. We're glad you're here. I would like to talk about terrorism. Because apparently that's what's going on, according to Dan Crenshaw, in Washington. We begin there in 60 seconds. So, Fatty Fat Fat, so how is the uh, New Year's resolution going on? How's it going, huh? Have you done it? You broken it yet? Here's a really easy New Year's resolution. Uh, I'm not going to go bankrupt fixing my car. How about that one? If you don't have a warranty on your car, you know it's just a matter of time. It's, it's, it's like having health insurance. When your car gets a cold, okay, I can go and fix that. But if your car has cancer, if your car has something major, you know, you know, big things like a chip, it could cost you thousands of dollars. And that's where CarShield comes in. They have protection plans for around $100 a month, all you have to do is choose the mechanic to do the work, and Car Shield administrators handle everything else. It's incredibly easy to do, and it'll save you so much hassle and money. Go to carshield.com slash back or call 800-227-6100. That's 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan right now. Carshield.com or 800-227-6100. Carshield.com slash back. Oh, 
Hello, Stu. How are you? Glenn, how are you? Oh! How's that New Year's resolution going oh for you? Oh, my God. It's so... Kicking it off? Yeah, no, I didn't uh, I didn't make one this year, so... I'm fully successful in mine. They just don't start till 2025. Really? Yeah. That's good. It's yeah. kind of like a con- congressional thing. Right. Yeah, I'm just I'm 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 gonna start eating right, but I'm spreading it over ten years. Don't want to make rash decisions. Yeah, of course not. It takes a lot not. of planning when you committees to look at this process. Okay, could you please stop mm-hmm. using all the terrorist language that you're using? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you know this, uh, but Dan Crenshaw slammed the twenty House Republicans uh, that oppose Kevin McCarthy. Uh, He said, I'm tired of your stupid platitudes that some consultant told you to say on the campaign trail behind closed doors. Just tell us what you actually want or shut the F up. Huh? So he thinks the people in the very weird approach. He thinks the people in the Freedom Caucus are being told this is what you have to say to win. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. OK. Uh, he said they need to be men and adults who say what they want instead of playing these little games. That's what we're asking. That's what I've asked them. Some of them are my friends. Stop saying platitudes like Washington is broken. That's not a platitude. That's the truth. Uh, we can't do the status quo. That again, not a platitude. That's the truth. And I love how he says, behind closed doors, tell us what you really want. Is that what you do, Dan? Uh, He said uh, uh, that they are now showing themselves to be unbelievably unserious. They're now just choosing random people. They don't have a plan. They're acting like terrorists. Wow. Wow, acting like terrorists. Well, you remember the the nine eleven attacks uh, were initially cho- chosen because they well they were it was really about voting and they didn't have a plan on which candidate they wanted to come right. around. That's right. why Muhammad Atta had to do that. Really, is that what I'm, it was about? If I remember, and correctly. he was he was just saying, hey, we should operate under the constitutional norms. <laughs> that was the big demand from, really? from ISIS, I, I remember. Did, I and they were They were very that. concerned about that. Huh, okay. I mean, look, it's a fig- I get it. It's a figure of speech, but still, it's like. It's still silly, right? It's a silly yeah, I, criticism. I'm so tired of. Look, I, I'm, I am, I am to a place, and maybe I'm wrong on this. I'm to a place to where I am not. I do not want to uh, uh, banish anyone to the outer regions. You believe in God, you believe in the Constitution, but we disagree on how to exactly how to worship Him or. Uh, you know, what church we go to or, you know, we don't agree on all of the policies. Do you believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob? Yep. OK. Do you believe in the Bill of Rights? Yep. Do you believe in the Constitution, that we are a constitutional republic and that's the problem? We're not operating anymore under the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Yep. Good. I'm fine. Yeah, You're asking for more than I am. I think I would take half agreement on one of those things that's that's about what i want at this point but yeah are you are you believe in god of uh isaac <laughs> what about jacob no i don't don't worry about jacob <laughs> jacob was off the reservation we don't know but it is it is kind of it's it's a difficult thing right i understand trying to come up with someone who's going to please these 218 to get to 218 is not going to be easy 
right? Mm-hmm. If you put up someone who's more conservative, likely mm-hmm. one of the annoying moderates is going to say no. Sure. And they're going to bail on it. You know, you, you're at the point now where you start to wonder whether Kevin McCarthy's going to start going to Democrats and just start saying, hey, oh, we only I need think, five of you. I believe that they will go to Democrats. They, I believe they would even go for Hakeem Jeffries over I, a, a Freedom Caucus person. I think that's it's not completely out of the question. Yeah. First of all, you have a very incompetent group of people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's highly possible a bunch of them forget to show up one day and Jeffries just wins. I mean, because of the way this vote works, it's not out of the question. Well, no, that that you have to have 218, don't you, don't you? You have to have the majority of the people voting. Oh, so if you vote present or you don't show up to vote, that num- that threshold lowers. It's o- it's 212. He's getting 212. Jeffries is getting 212 each time. I-, I don't think that's out of the question. I don't think it's out of the question that they try to pull some stunt. One of the things they're talking about doing is changing the rules. So if they did this, oh, that's rule always change, good. Always that's good. always good. Always works I love out well. that. It worked out well in 2020, didn't it? Mm. For the Democrats. Right. Worked out well. Just change the rules. Just change the rules. So if you change the rules, normally you have to have a majority of the people there voting. They can change the rules to say, actually, now it's a plurality. Now, in their minds, what would happen is McCarthy would win. You know, two six or what is he? Uh, you know, two uh, sixteen. 16. Oh, no, he, basically the idea there would be to put a gun to the head of the Freedom Caucus and say it's gonna be either McCarthy or Jeffries. And that's so I, now, I would not doubt for one second that they would do that. And that and what they, happens? They I, like the Democrats and would rather deal with the Democrats than anyone who believes in the Constitution. And there is a bubbling theory in Washington now in these circles that you know what we're not going to be able to get anything done anyway we're not going to get anything passed because everything we pass is going to go to the senate and die or if the, they do this why not know, just uh, let jeffries have it because if they do this the republican party should be over this is what there i this is really being talked about in washington where they're saying look let jeffries win this thing we still will be able to vote on the bills he brings up and we'll shoot them all down. We'll still be able to block everything and then they'll get all the blame because they'll still have the control and then 2024 we can come in and win. I'm I'm telling you that this is actually bubbling around. Wow, so that is, let me just see if I have this strategy. At least we're not the Democrats (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. Yeah. That's all that is. That is all, that's That's just a, a and it was such a winning strategy last time. Yeah, they want to run it back this time. I, I have to tell you, there is, this is so important. First of all, Dan Crenshaw, you know, you want to call people like me a terrorist. That's fine. I'm not going to return the the charge to you. I deeply disagree with you on many things, but I'm not going to call you names because we all have to come together. If we are going to stop the evil that we are all fighting against, we not only need the people we, you know, we agree with, we need the people we disagree with as well. The left, evil has found a way to cobble together a huge coalition. They've convinced themselves, the Marxists have convinced themselves, yeah, well, the statists will get rid of all the big business people when we get in charge. And the big business people are like, we'll get rid of all the Marxists when we're in charge. They're going to eat each other. They're going to eat each other. Uh, But first, they're going to feast on us. So what do you say 
we come together and we look for principles. What the Freedom Caucus is standing for are principles. I don't know. I don't need a consultant. And in fact, I think any um, uh, any politician that is hiring these consultants, I, I, I think you're an idiot. I think you're an idiot. The consultants are the ones that got us here. The consultants are the ones that keep, you know, who is who is actually feeling what's going on? Because it's really clear what's going on. Why do we need the Republicans to be strong, have a spine and not be part of the swamp? Let me just give you a couple of things. Let's see. Um, SCOTUS. Remember somebody leaked the uh, leaked the abortion bill early and uh, the verdict. They I were like, do remember that. Yeah, it's been eight months. Nothing. That's not true. People in the uh, Supreme Court know who leaked it. Can guarantee it. Can guarantee it. They know who leaked it. They won't say because John Roberts thinks it will damage the court and the justices. Well, you're doing more damage there. And you know what? If you're not willing to find out who put people's lives in danger, well, then we need an agency that will. We need a group of people who say this was wrong and cannot be tolerated because it is a terroristic act. Do you want to give us who? who no, I, who no, I really do you don't. Know I might. I might. Not today, but I might. Mm. Um, we have General Milley. He, we now know he hid the nuclear codes from Donald Trump and talked to Nancy Pelosi and said, don't worry. I've made two phone calls to the Chinese. I told him if he tries to do anything, he's I got the nuclear codes. He's not going to be able to do it. What are you? Is that even true? And then he goes on a couple of months later and he's responsible for Afghanistan. And the guy hasn't been asked a single question about it. Well, that doesn't seem right. How about this? The ex capitol police uh, boss says that he wasn't informed on all of the intel that was being given to Nancy Pelosi. He said, we didn't get it. You think I'm the head of the Capitol Police, but the head of the Capitol Police is actually a bunch of politicians. And for some reason, they didn't tell me. And when I finally heard about some threats, not the amount of threats that they, we now know, knew... He said, I think we need to have National Guard. And they said, we don't like the optics of that. I don't know. I think we should probably get down to uh, what really happened on January 6th with the speaker's office. By the way, the FBI has raised the uh, uh, the reward for that darn pipe bomber. That was just so coincidental the way that happened. It was amazing. You know, and they have him on tape and everything, but they just can't find him. So they just said, we're going to raise it up at half a million dollar reward if you can find this guy. Uh, how about this one? Hunter Biden. Can we just find out? Can we just can we just can we just find out who in the FBI was protecting who in the FBI was uh, going in? 
trying to silence people. Who was it? You know, because he's still doing it. Hunter Biden, the the child support now, you know, with his hooker mama or whatever. uh, She's like, uh, he's got money. And he's crying poor mouth to the judge. I want to see the records of the art. They're selling for $500,000 a piece. Well, shouldn't his, uh, I don't know, son or daughter, you know, have some child support from this guy? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's incredible that they're not even going after him for that. Yeah. Well, you know, there's another thing that really is interesting. Uh, the uh, ethics watchdog Protect the Public's Trust is now calling for an investigation of Biden officials in the connection to Sam Bankman Freed. Apparently, there were some slack channels between him and the White House. And as this thing started to fall apart, one of the guys who's now been arrested uh, pulled all of the slack channels. And they're trying to make sure that the White House didn't delete and erase all of that, which they most likely did. What was going on? This guy stole millions of dollars from people. And then gave it to the Democratic Party. I don't know. Maybe we should find out a little bit about that. How about the border? Do you think maybe we should have a Congress that is just actually doing something about the border? Or should they do a study on it and talk about it and say, next time when we have the power, we're going to do something. But comprehensively. How about how about getting some people who don't agree we should go to war with Russia? We are now close to sending armored weaponry to the Ukraine. Can we get Congress to give us answers? Is the CIA actually providing targets in Russia that has been reported? Is that true? Can we get somebody on that? People are leaving They're leaving New York, California for Texas and Florida in record numbers. Why? I'm going to give you the plan that the GOP should use to win. These are the reasons why. The uh, Freedom Caucus is standing up and saying enough is enough. And I believe the GOP, anybody who votes for a Republican, I'm not a Republican, but I generally vote for Republicans. I'm done. I'm done. If they can't do anything, I'm done. Why would I fight for them a second longer? Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Here's some people who are actually fighting the good fight and they're making a difference. They have helped change school boards all over the country. It's Patriot Mobile. They they actually are in business to one provide a great product, your mobile service, get the same coverage, also a better price and better customer service. That's their job. Number one. Now, the reason why they uh, have job number two is because they thought to themselves, what could be we could be really good at that would provide some profit that we could then take 
and fight this Marxist nonsense and fight for life and liberty and justice. That's what Patriot Mobile does. But if you just want to talk about the phone service, let's talk about it. You get the same coverage because they're on the same towers. You get free activation today with the offer code back. They're not woke. You'll save money and you'll do business with people who are standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder with you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. I don't know. I'm tired of giving my vote or giving my money to people who actually, when the door is closed, despise me. Stop it. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. I'm going to give you uh, I'm going to give you the blueprint. It's really not hard to find. I'm going to give you the blueprint that I think uh, the Congress needs to understand. The GOP needs to understand. We need uh, we need a new head, a new chair of the RNC. We, uh, I mean, the whole thing needs to be cleaned out, just cleaned out. It's nothing but career bureaucrats enriching themselves. She, you know, I. I uh, I better not say I, I'll let them say it on the air. I, I had a conversation with somebody and it was shocking um, uh, because this is not a person that uh, I, I, I'll have to tell you some other time. There are some people I just don't want to violate a confidence and I don't think it was told to me in confidence, but I just want to make sure. Sure. And that's usually the safe way to go. And yeah. Like that. And usually not the way I go. No, um, <laughs> it must but, be really important. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but uh, this person was looking into the campaign funding and was horrified by it. They told me, you would not believe how much money all of these consultants and all of these people, uh, they have built a system. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. They win every time. Stop it. Stop it. It's not this hard. And I'll show you a prime example and give you the blueprint after the break. The Glenn Beck Program. Alrighty. No matter how long you've been dealing with pain in your life, whether it's a day or 50 years, it's too long. Pain sucks the joy right out of your life. And that is one thing we need to we need to have in our life and we need to celebrate. I want to talk to you. Write this down, Sarah, probably tomorrow because I think we're just overstuffed today. I, I want to talk to you about joy and praise. We do not we don't celebrate our joy enough. And if we're going to win and invite people on our side, we really need to talk about our joy and the, the, how great things really are. You could be, you know, you could whine about it. You'd be in prison and whine about being in prison or you can be in prison and you can say, you know, but Tuesdays, the soup is pretty good. Uh, I want to talk to you about relief factor. 
It will help you say, the soup is pretty good because you'll be out of pain. ReliefFactor.com. Call them now. 800, the number four, Relief. 1995, three-week quick start. Try it. It works for me. It could work for you. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. There you can subscribe to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save yourself 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. I'm glad you're here. Monday, I uh, flew to Florida and... Um, had dinner with uh, the DeSantis uh, couple, First Lady and uh, and Governor DeSantis, and um, you know what? I, w- I was really impressed by him in this way. Neither one of them sucked up to me. And and when you're sitting, you know, I walk into this room. There's 500 people there, and I'm coming with my son because I, you know. What, my wife is like, what, am I going to go and sit around with a bunch of people that I don't know and have really nothing in common with? And really? No. And I'm like, okay, honey, thank you. And uh, <laughs> so I brought my son. And when I sat down, I said, well, let's see who we're sitting next to. And I go around the table because I'm one of the first in the room. And I go around the table and I look at all of the name tags. And it's Jonathan Sachs, who I was so excited, so excited for him. And I didn't have my glasses on. And I said, Rafe, who is sitting next to me here? Because it would just look like a long hyphenated name as I couldn't see it without my glasses. And he said, Florida Governor <laughs> Ron DeSantis. And I said, oh, the guy sat down and never tried to suck up, never said I'm a big fan. None of it. None of it. Hmm. I felt like in this is a good thing. I felt like I was at line in, in a line at a grocery store. And I happened to be in front of him or behind him, and he turned around and said, hey, what's happening? I don't know. How's your day been? I mean, it was like that. Hmm. Um, I brought it to politics, um, and he was, like, not impressed. He was (laughs) – he is – Shares that with so many Americans, not impressed by you. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I I don't mean it by me. I mean, it was – he was – he just didn't feel like a politician, Hmm. And he felt comfortable, like, I don't care what you say about me. I really, I really don't. And I liked that. Then I sat and watched him take the oath of office, and he was using the Bible of the Revolution from my vault, which I brought as a surprise to him and said, I got the Lincoln Bible, and I have one, you know, from the Washington era, the Revolutionary Bible. And he picked the Revolution Bible. And uh, so he was being sworn in. And then he got up and gave his speech. GOP, listen carefully, because this is everything you need to know and do. He said, freedom lives here in our great sunshine state of Florida. It lives. the, The GOP does not believe this. Good Politicians that are serving us do believe this. It lives in the courage of those who patrol the streets and keep our community safe. 
It lives in the industry of those who work long hours to earn a living and raise their families. It lives in the dedication of those who teach our children. It lives in the determination of those who grow our food. It lives in the wisdom of our senior citizens. It lives in the dreams of the historic numbers of families who have moved from thousands of miles away because they saw Florida as the land of liberty and the land of sanity. Well, what does that tell you, GOP? The guy won by 19 points. What is he doing? Listen, over the past few years, as so many states in our country grinded their citizens down, we in Florida lifted our people up. Now, wait a minute. I thought he was a big hate monger. No, he's not giving you stuff in return for power. He's letting you do it because he believes in you. When other states consigned their people's freedom to the dustbin, Florida stood strongly as freedom's linchpin. Okay, there's the first thing. Stop violating our rights. When the world lost its mind, when common sense suddenly became an uncommon virtue, Florida was a refuge of sanity, a citadel of freedom for our fellow Americans and even for people around the world. So what does that tell you? Step number two, stop the insanity. There are two genders. If you want to be one happy little pony, you can be one happy little pony. But that doesn't change the eternal truth that there are only two genders. You can do whatever you want on your own time, but don't try to teach my children lies, period. When the world lost its mind, uh, that people came to Florida in captaining the ship of state. We choose to navigate the boisterous sea of liberty, then cower in the calm docks of despotism. That's one of my favorite lines. That is so great. Navigate the boisterous sea of liberty. In other words, it's a storm, man. Some of us are going to be hanging on for dear life. Some of us are going to be leaning over the rail or the rail, barfing our heads off. But I'd rather be there and free than kept safe by some big state that tells me exactly what to do. That would be item number three GOP you should do. Um, we face attacks, we take hits, but we weather the storms. We stand our ground and we do what is right. That's why the Freedom Caucus is good. There's no one with a spine anymore. We need people with a spine. And when they stand up against all odds to do your work, and that work should be, I don't mean the GOP, I don't mean the people who voted for them, I mean Americans, which by the way, in the sea of insanity, uh, what was it, Stanford or Princeton said uh, yesterday that Americans is a divisive word and we should stop using it? Americans? Your work, Americans, not independents, not Republicans, not Demo Americans, is to make sure people remain free. 
And here they are standing up with a spine, taking the hits, but standing their ground. He goes on as the book of Psalms reminds us, I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. We have refused to use poles and put our finger in the wind because leaders do not follow. They lead. That's another thing, GOP. Do you notice he doesn't grandstand? He doesn't say, oh, you know, what we're going to do. We're going to take all that money one of these days from BlackRock. Where you you watch, we're going to do it. And then they never do it. Instead, you're like, why isn't he doing anything with BlackRock? And the next day he's on TV going, yeah, I just want you to know I just signed this order. We just passed it. And uh, all that money to BlackRock, that's gone. He doesn't threaten. He doesn't boast. Really, he's unimpressed with all of it. There's another thing, GOP. Stop telling us what you're going to do. Because you're lying to us. And when honest people go to Washington and they say, we're going to stand for this, of course you're tearing them down. You can't have them win. You can't have somebody standing. Because once other people notice, wait a minute, these guys are standing for basic principles. What the hell is, what's my guy doing? You're all in trouble. He said, we've articulated a vision for a free and prosperous state. Have you heard the GOP do that? Have they articulated a vision for a free and prosperous America? Because I haven't heard it. What I hear is, we're not the Democrats. We have, through persistence and hard work, executed that vision. We have produced favorable results we're here today because the people of florida not the government the people of florida have validated our efforts in record fashion florida shows results matter we lead not by mere words but by deeds amen four years ago we promised to pursue a bold agenda and we did that we've produced results Florida is taxed lightly, regulated reasonably, and spent conservatively. Which member of the GOP doesn't think we should tax lightly, regulate reasonably, and spend conservatively besides those in Washington? We promised we would enact big education reforms, and we delivered. He has. I'd like to see the GOP say, we're going to abolish the Department of Ed. We said we would end judicial activism by appointing jurists to understand the proper role of a judge is to apply the law as written, not legislate from the bench. And we delivered. We promised to usher in a new era of stewardship of Florida's natural resources by promoting water quality in the Everglades, Everglades restoration efforts. And we delivered. We said we would stand for law and order and support the men and women of law enforcement. And we delivered. We promised to remedy deficiencies in Florida's election and administration and to hold wayward officials accountable and we delivered where is anyone in the gop saying that and that's got to be at the state level are they doing that in your state 
We said we would support the areas of northwest Florida stricken in Hurricane Michael, and we delivered. And when Hurricane Ian came last year, the state coordinated a massive mobilization of response personnel, facilitated the fastest power restoration on record, and even quickly rebuilt key bridges that had been wiped out by the storm. We've stood by the people of southwest Florida and will continue to do so in the weeks, months, and years ahead. Do you remember all of those interviews DeSantis did during the hurricane where he was standing in front of the water, where they were rebuilding the bridge and he was like, I've instructed them. Yeah, I don't remember those either. Because again, GOP, he doesn't need to talk about it. People who actually do the right thing is so breathtaking to America That the word gets out. Everybody's like, did you hear what happened in Florida with the bridge? Did you you see how fast they did that? You don't have to tout it. It's so breathtaking and spectacular when somebody just does their job. You don't need to be on all the talk shows. Because of these and other efforts, Florida is leading the nation. Wouldn't you like to hear this from the GOP? We're number one uh, in the United States in net uh, immigration. Um, In other words, more people are coming into Florida than leaving. We're number one fastest growing state. Number one in new business formations. Number one in tourism, economic freedom, education freedom, parental involvement in education. We're number one. Number one in public higher education. That's a record we can be proud of. He then goes on to say, we have to ensure our school systems are responsive to parents and students, not partisan interest groups. There you go, GOP. We must ensure our institutions of higher learning are focused on academic excellence and the pursuit of truth, not the imposition of trendy ideology. Florida must be a great place to raise a family. We will enact more family-friendly policies to make it easier to raise children, and we will defend our children against those who seek to rob them of their innocence. We're a law and order state. We'll conserve our, and treasure our natural resources. This is the winning plan. You don't need a think tank. Google Ron DeSantis inaugural speech 2022. And it's all there. All there. Just do that. And let's watch what happens. We gather to mourn the passing of all of your money from uh, its place in your account into the account of cyber criminals and and the government. Uh, I mean, we should mark it. We should just say, m- make mention of it. Everything that you've ever earned can disappear this quickly. That's why cyber criminals are out there. They are really good and they're constantly updating. This is their gig, man. And your part-time, 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 part-time job is to occasionally check and say, is everything okay? And how many times do we get around to our cybersecurity conversation with our wife or husband? Never. Everything you do is online right now, and nobody can prevent all identity theft. However, the best online uh, preventive service out there is LifeLock. 
preventive will keep you safe but they also have the restoration team in case something slips by save 25 percent off your first year with the promo code beck call 800 lifelock 1-800 lifelock or lifelock.com use the promo code beck save 25 percent lifelock.com or 1-800 lifelock this is the glenn beck program Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, just let me give you a little bit of hope. Let me give you a little bit of hope. And I, I go back to the speech uh, on Tuesday in Florida. The federal government has gone on an inflationary spending binge that has left our nation weaker and our citizens poorer. It has enacted pandemic restrictions and mandates based more on ideology and politics than sound science. This has eroded freedom and stunted commerce. It has recklessly facilitated open borders, making a mockery of the rule of law, allowing massive amounts of narcotics to infest our states, importing criminal aliens, greenlighting the flow of millions of illegal aliens into our country, burdening communities and taxpayers throughout the land. It has imposed an energy policy that has crippled our nation's domestic production, causing energy to cost more for our citizens, eroding our nation's energy security and in process our national security. It wields its authority through a sprawling, unaccountable and out of touch bureaucracy that does not act on behalf of us, instead looms over us and imposes its will upon us. And the results are predictably dismal. This has caused many to be pessimistic about the country's future. Some say that failure now is inevitable. But Florida is proof positive that we, the people, are not destined for failure. Decline is a choice. Success is attainable. And freedom is worth fighting for. And fight we must. We must embrace our founding creed that our rights are not grounded by the uh, courtesy of the state, but are endowed by the hand of the almighty God. We reject the idea that self-government can be subcontracted out to technocratic elites who reduce human beings to mere data points. We insist on the restoration of time-tested constitutional principles. Let me talk to you about uh, being prepared with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company, and it wants to help you and your family be prepared for everything that is coming your way. Um, you know, we, we have to be self-reliant as much as we can. And one of the things you can do if, you know, I don't have money for gold. Do you have money for food? Because food will cost you more and be harder and harder to find. My Patriot Supply right now is taking $200 off the regular price of their three-month emergency food kit. This is a very good investment. It's packed with breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, everything, enough to feed one person for three whole months. And you can get $200 off that uh, that uh, emergency pack now. Don't delay. The time to prepare is now. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. It's going to come in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Um, and uh, and it, you trust me, you will thank yourself at some day for doing this. Preparewithglenn.com.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. Glad you're here. I, I want to talk to you about um, the Pope's death, Pope Benedict. He was uh, buried, the, or the funeral uh, that Joe Biden was not invited to attend. But then again, no one was. Only officials from Italy and his birthplace of Germany were invited to come. Uh, so he is, Joe Biden is, remains here in America. But is that the reason that he really wasn't going? There is a battle inside the Vatican, and I want to tell you a story that I don't think I've ever shared before on the war in the Vatican. And uh, I want to take you through that and tie it to what Pope Francis has just said at Christmas, that there is a, what do you say, an elegant demon inside of the Vatican and a new book that is coming out that I would bet um, uh, Benedict actually helped write. It was from his right-hand man, and it was just announced after his death by the guy who gave him the last rites. It was by his side his whole life. He then said, oh, by the way, at the end of the month, I'm publishing this book. And it's a tell-all about the evil that was in the Vatican. I want to talk to you about a war and a deep state that I don't think anybody talks about except those in the Vatican. And it is really important in 60 seconds. So we've taken a pretty good beating as a country for the past couple of years. And I'm sure you, like millions of other Americans, are feeling the effects of it. And if you're one of those people who are trying to sell a house or buy one or both, it's got to be pretty scary right now. If you have to move or you want to move, it's got to be scary. The rates are still, believe it or not, at record lows. I mean, you might be paying 5 6%, but that is, I mean, I remember growing up, the interest rate was 19%. And I think it's 8 or 9% is the average. So we're still lower than average. We've been living in a fluke for a while, and we're about to pay for it. You need the best real estate agent that can get you the best deal on your new house and on the house that you're selling. Please let my company help. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. You just tell us where you're buying, where you're selling, and we'll send you the name of one or maybe two real estate agents in your area that we feel are the best suited to really get the best deal for you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. No obligation. You just interview them yourself and you decide. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right. So uh, let me let me start here. Let me start at Christmas. Pope Francis made a dire warning to the, the Curia, the cardinals and everybody else in the Vatican, warning them to be ever vigilant of demons lurking in the Vatican. Now, this was part of his Christmas address, which apparently he has turned into uh, uh, an annual airing of grievances. 
someplace in his Christmas address, he will put some things where he's, you know, kind of upset about inside the Vatican. He'll bury that in the Christmas address. So they've adopted part of Festivus into uh, the Vatican's Christmas? Uh, Festivus? Yeah, from, uh, of course, uh, George Costanza's uh, uh, holiday. <laughs> right. They had the airing of grievances that's as part right. of it. That's right. Well, that's kind of so what it is. <laughs> wow. That's kind of what it is. Hmm. So he said, you have to be ever vigilant of demons lurking in the Vatican. Now, he, he couched this, and you can read it this way, and this is probably what he meant, but listen to the whole story. He said, we could easily fall into the temptation of thinking we're safe, better than others, no longer in the need of conversion. Um, But there is an elegant demon who does not make a loud entrance, but comes with flowers in his hand. So he says this elegant demon is now lurking among the Vatican staff. Okay, so is that just something that he's like, hey, you know, everybody's human and we should just be careful, ever vigilant? Could be, could be find it really interesting that he's using those words because I want to add something on top of that. Uh, Pope Benedict, who just died, his longtime personal secretary has written a tell-all book that his publisher promised would tell the truth about dark maneuvers, mysteries, and scandals that sullied the reputation of... Pope Benedict. Dark maneuvers. Hmm. This is a guy who stood by Benedict for uh, three decades. Uh, he worked with him when he was just, um, you know, father. What was his name? Ratzinger. Um, then he was his personal secretary. Uh, He went, became the Pope's secretary, and then when Benedict suddenly left, which was extraordinarily odd. First time in, what, 600 years? Yeah, Mm. it's extraordinarily odd. And the story has been that, you know, he fell and, you know, he was like, "I, I don't think I can do this job anymore. And that may be true, but was there anything else that was going on? This book is promising to say, yeah, there were some dark maneuvers going on. I want to add a personal story before I go into part three of this. Um, I was at the Vatican. I've gone twice. What was the last one? 2011? Do you remember? I don't. It's it was when, a while ago, though. It's when they appointed, when Ratzinger was the pope, and uh, he had appointed a bunch of cardinals. Dolan was one of the cardinals that was being sworn in. And we were there, and I talked to Dolan, and I talked to many of the cardinals. And I was supposed to meet with the pope at that time, and it fell through at the last minute. But I was, I was hanging out with all these cardinals, and I think they were the good cardinals. I mean, you know, everybody has their own personality and everything else. But these guys were... They were like Mother Teresa, you know, St. Francis. They were the they were the poorer ones and from the poorer countries, and they were just all about service. And um, we took a um, – I had so many incredible, life-changing experiences there that just opened my eyes to so much. 
And one night, it was before the Cardinals were, I don't know. Cardinaling? Cardinaling. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what yeah. it was they call mm-hmm. it. But anyway, it was the night before. And I'm in this room with all of the Cardinals. Okay. And there's just a few people that aren't wearing these, these red robes. And, uh, and Tanya and I are standing there. And we're standing talking to these Cardinals. And this one guy who was really our host that night, he was just... You know, when you meet people and you could feel the spirit on them and the kindness and everything else, you just know when you're in the presence of somebody who's really connected to the spirit. And um, and he said to me at the time, he said, uh, you know why this is happening? And he meant why so many cardinals were being called. And I said, no. And he said, there's a war inside the Vatican. And he said, I believe that it's a war of good and evil he said but uh there is a real war because there are many political aspects and basically what he described to me was deep state there was the deep state of the vatican that was going to do didn't matter what a pope even thought and he alluded to the fact that ratzinger or benedict pope benedict knew this and was doing basically what Donald Trump did with the Supreme Court. He was appointing all these cardinals because he wanted to stack the deck. Because, in his words, he didn't feel he had very much longer that he could fight. Um, and I just thought, maybe he's sick at the time. But it was like a year later that he retired. Um, and uh, and so he said... Um, you know, he's stacking the deck. He's trying to make sure that after he's gone, there's enough to hold back the uh, onslaught. And um, he said, and it's it's real evil. And so we were just talking about it. And we're in this room someplace in Rome. We're in this room that it was enormous. It, the, the, it was a ballroom, you know, from, I don't know, a thousand years ago. And it had a map of the world that was like two stories and a football field long. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was like a movie. Like if you were a supervillain, you'd have a desk in the center of this room. You know what I mean? And you'd have one light at the desk and the bad guy would be sitting behind it and the camera would just show him in the whole map of the world. It was like that kind of a room. Uh, It was beautiful. And, um, and so we're standing there and I'm just listening to what he's saying and this guy comes in, and he was, he was one of the cardinals, and I don't want to identify um, his role, but he was very, very high up. And, uh, man, he walked in, and he walked in with all these suits, all these politicians. And the guy said, that guy's the mayor. This guy is a, you know, uh, I don't know, finance minister, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, man. The room got chilly and because I just felt like this is not a good guy. When he came in, he was like, you could feel it as much as I could feel the good on one guy, this guy. And he said, oh, oh, yeah, he's the there's there's that's the beginning. There's the head. And uh, he said, you want to meet him? And I'm like, no, I don't want to meet him. Uh, And he said, you you should. And so my wife looked at me like, why? Why? Why would we want to meet him? And so he came up and what the Cardinal was doing was you just judge for yourself. Just say hello. 
this was the spookiest guy I've ever met. I, I don't remember the conversation. I just remember thinking, I want to stop talking to him and go way away from him. Um, there is a war. And I don't think, I'm not saying this to you know, bash the Catholics or you know, have you question your faith if you're a Catholic or anything like that. Pray for the people who are in leadership positions. What's happening in Washington is happening in all of our churches. It, the evil has taken a foothold and there are good guys inside fighting. I'm, I'm, I want to get the, uh, the guy who wrote this tell-all book uh, to be on. And we're, we're looking at a, another cardinal that we could get on that might be able to tell us some of the inside things that are going on that has been a little frank about some of these things. But the last thing I want to bring to your attention is uh, when Pope Benedict was a cardinal, um, he had uh, a lot of friends and they were other cardinals. And when they released the final secret, the third secret of Fatima, which if you're not Catholic, it's, it's just uh, a message from heaven uh, given to these, um, these kids, you know, right before World War I. And it said there's a huge Russia is the problem. It's going to spread its error throughout the world unless her heart is changed. Um, and they, she, there's going to be a, a world war coming soon. And then there will be a second world war. And then a final battle. Um, and, it, you know, it, it happened years before World War I and World War II, obviously. And then there was the third one, the third secret, if you will, about what sets up the final battle. They released this, and it was kind of like, uh, okay, that's old news. Ratzinger, who is Pope Benedict, said, and this has just been uh, published, that... Um, Pope Benedict said the third secret has not been revealed in its entirety because the Pope and uh, all those involved uh, would not allow it to be released. Or if he was the Pope, I can't remember which it was, but but the but the power did not want to release it because it talks about a bad council and a bad mass and evil at the top and highest levels of the church. And that's the warning that was given to them uh, in, you know, like 1910. And it, it, it leads to the end of days. So I found it interesting that for anybody who believes in any of these kinds of, of things, and if you believe in evil, I find it interesting that the current Pope is talking about evil the last pope is talking about evil, but I think they're kind of pointing at each other a little bit. You know, I don't think they're on the same side. I think they're both using evil, but I think they're not talking about the same evil and aren't mm. fighting the same evil. And then to have this Fatima secret come out now. According to sources, it is from uh, the Pope that just died. I find it fascinating. And to be clear, you're saying the book that is coming out is a tell-all book 
basically about Benedict and what was going on. And saying that it, he was not the guy everybody, because they, they called him, you know, God's Rottweiler. They, they, he went through a lot, you know, with the press. But also, this book is saying there were internal things that were going on that I can tell you when he was the pope, I heard at the Vatican that he was fighting real evil and there was a battle inside. It was like the deep state. And this book was, you think, intentionally withheld until until after he until passed. he died. I think this book was. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But as I read it, he was so close. You don't write a book overnight. He just right. died. Right. Right. Um, so he's this been writing it go. for months. Yeah. And this guy worked at his side his whole time. He's the guy who gave him last rites. Uh, called. Pope Francis and say he's dead. I mean, he was the guy with him all the time. I would bet you that it was written with Benedict. Mm. Could be wrong, but uh, there there might be some very interesting things that come out of this book. Back in just a minute, let me tell you about My Pillow. In case you forgot over the break, Mike Lindell is a lot more than just the My Pillow guy. He's also the My Slippers guy. Right? He's the My Sheets guy. Except you get all of those things at MyPillow.com. If you use the promo code BECK, you're going to get uh, a pair of his slippers. You're going to save $90 a pair. That brings them to $49.98 a pair. It's a steal. They have a 10-year warranty. Do you have any shoes that come with a warranty? you have any slippers that you're like, yeah, 10-year warranty. Something goes wrong. Are you kidding me? And a 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Save $90 on the original MySlippers. It's $49.98 a pair. And while you're there, check out the other products, the sheets. I love them. Uh, the slippers, the towels. Mike's got it all. It's um, MyPillow.com. Promo code is Beck. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Do it now, MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. All right, 10 seconds, station ID. Mm. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Hi, Stu. Glenn, uh, I don't have any good Vatican stories for you. I've got nothing to... You got nothing? No. You got, got nothing? I've got no, hey, I was talking to Pope Benedict one day stories like you do. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you've lived a weird freaking life. I have. Yesterday, Yeah. yesterday, I was on your show. Yeah. And uh, you were holding Sputnik. Yeah. <laughs> And exactly right. That is something I thought about that afterwards. We've done some really weird things. There's been a lot of times that words have been said that I never thought I would hear ever right. from anybody from anybody. Here, and I've heard hold Sputnik here. Hold Sputnik was one of them. Yes, I did not yes. think. Right. Hey, we're going to do a big event at the Temple Mount. <laughs> yeah. No, I never, didn't. never, never thought. Never expected. Yeah. That. No. Yeah. And then yesterday you brought Sputnik, which you purchased. <laughs> onto the show along with like five other incredible things i gotta tell you i gotta tell you i had i talked to somebody uh you know that was evaluating uh things and trying to put a price on things for you know for insurance purposes mm -hmm. and i said so what do you think and they just smiled at me and said you have 
either a collection of stuff that will be absolutely worthless <laughs> and probably soon, or you'll have, you'll have an, an unbelievable collection. And what it is, is it depends on which way the country goes. This stuff is, and that's the reason why I'm collecting it because I, I'll bury it. I'll bury, I'll dig, I'll dig holes all over the country with my own hands to hide this stuff if need be. If the country goes awry, there are people in in our own government now that would love to burn these documents, love to destroy our history and our narrative. And uh, that's why we have them. Here, hold Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see the uh, uh, Stu show from last night. You can get it on demand now at uh, blazetv.com. See some of the new items uh, that we had. We talked about the bible that uh desantis used for swearing in and and also batman's fireproof the cowl. program it's the real batman too not the movie guy the real one anyway um molly wrote in about her dog's experience with uh rough greens she says i wanted you to let you know how much i appreciate the product our dog darby a very large 11 year old german shepherd is doing much much better since we've been supplementing her diet with rough greens her skin issues have cleared up she seems perkier and less lethargic she's on joint supplements but her joints actually seem to bother her a lot less ever since we started taking rough greens i'll tell you molly when you start feeding your dog rough greens you watch over a series of months and it took about a year before I really stopped seeing tremendous changes in uh, in Uno. Uh, so watch for them because they get better and better. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a uh, supplement that has everything they need it. You can get a free bag for your dog just to try out. Make sure he likes it or she. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get your first trial bag for free. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. No Rough Greens for cats because cats suck. <laughs> That's an official statement, apparently, from Glenn Beck. Uh, he'll give you more of those at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks. Oh, this is... Well, Stu, will you do, do me a favor? Um, try to find... Try to find... I mean, I think this is good news. Try to find a okay. hole in this story because this is sure. This is this is epic. This is epic in its good news feel. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul, who is uh, or Hochul, whatever her name is, uh, from New York. I don't live there. I Hochul. don't care. Hochul, but yes, whatever. Um, yesterday she signed legislation permitting the process. It's environmental friendly of composting dead people. Mm, wonderful mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is the uh known as the mafia act of <laughs> 2023 uh rather than mm. cremating or embalming a deceased person and placing him or her in a casket uh this is natural organic reduction and involves placing the deceased in a reusable receptacle filled with organic materials such as wood chips alfalfa straw uh, and then uh, heating it up and putting oxygen in there and then allowing, you know, maggots and things to um, 
you know, help with the deco- mm. you know, the decomposing of the body. What a wonderful way to go. And then they take all of the teeth and bone frag- fragments and they grind them up. And uh, then you get, uh, I believe, the equivalent of 36 bags of soil. And it's. Wow. Yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, they're saying a single human body can yield as much as a cubic yard <gasps> of nutrient dense soil. That's fantastic. Yeah. What, yeah. A, what a blessing. And, and cremation uses fossil fuels. Um, mm. burial, burial, burial uses a lot of land and has a carbon footprint. No. This one, we just grind the teeth and the bones up and we just put it in the flower bed. And, I then, can't. and then you can grow vegetables and then you can make Soylent Green. Like I this lo- is, I'm pretty I, sure how all that goes. I think this is how that starts. It's totally the first step to Soylent Green. It is. Right? It is. It is. Now, some will say this is maybe beneath the dignity of the person <laughs> and the body. Right. Uh, but I don't think so. I think composting grandma, I mean, what? We'll get better vegetables. We, we we won't uh put you know carbon up into you know co2 that's so dangerous the trees use it to grow <sighs> you know and there's only so much co2 that those trees can breathe in see and that's that's your way of living on glenn mm-hmm. your your body will be soil that will help a tree grow and that's your legacy this is sort of like a granola sort of pitch i guess well it's Quote, perfectly appropriate for returning vegetable trimmings to the earth. There's some things I don't want to think about. (laughs) And this is one of them. Like, I don't want to think about waste disposal. A human waste disposal. I don't want to think about the process that goes on. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it exists. I'm never applying. I support it. Right. I support it. Right. And I'm glad there are people that do it. And I would give them, after a shower and a change of clothes, I would give them medals or whatever. <laughs> right. 100%. You are swimming in that stuff to whatever. fix it. So when I flush it, we're, Thank God you. bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to hear don't or see you hear, again. I don't want to think about the whole process. Right. I don't want to think about what happens before, through, after. I don't want to think about shaking your hand, you know, when in right. a week I'm at McDonald's. I don't want to think I about I don't want to think about that, right. but I'm glad that exists. You exist. And like, look, I understand, you know, the, the human body after you die, there's lots of things that happen and I don't want to think about them necessarily. But like... It does seem like a weird stance to take, you know, like, I guess you could make the argument, look, if you happen to be some person, you know, you're some green protester who's been gluing yourself to things to protest the climate for your entire life. Maybe this seems really enticing, right? And, you know, you want to do that to yourself, as you point out, seems demeaning to me in some way, but like... It's. I guess it's your choice. I guess it's your choice, and you know, I, I, I think. I mean, if we could just get over, the body is a temple, the body is, you know, something sacred. Right. If we can just get over that, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. As a as a farmer, mm-hmm. I mean, you you got a relative that dies. I got a wood chipper. Let me just chip them <laughs> off into the. I mean, it's good for the soil. Like I, again, I, I don't. Uh, to be clear, <laughs> yeah. I understand like fertilizer has a lot of components I would not like to think about, right? Yeah. But I really like if given the choice would prefer my vegetables not grown 
in a decomposed human body's soil. And I know, like, I know there's a lot of sciency reasons that I should not care about this because, hey, you know, the bottom line is there's all sorts of stuff you don't want to think about when your food is being well, processed. I but will, I still... I will tell you, I mean, it's, you know, waste products, uh, right. you know, are used as a fertilizer. Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to think about that. There's something a little different, though, about a human body. Mm-hmm. And by the way... I've never I've never driven down the street and all of a sudden seen this glorious Garden of Eden that is a cemetery <laughs> that I'm like, what are they putting in the soil that is making that look like that? Well, I mean, that's their point, Glenn, because they're right there locked in these boxes and they can't help the soil. But like, I no, don't it know. Takes, it takes about eight years for it all to kind of go away, they say, for the body. Right, but the body's still in the box, right? The box. Well, it depends on what the box is. I mean, if you're Elvis, yeah, sure. Right. You know, but I mean, you know, I mean, I'm with yeah. people who are like, just put me in a, you know, put me in a wood box, even a cardboard box. I mean, just it does. You don't need to spend five thousand dollars. Why do I need a pillow? I'm really not. It's not like I'm tossing and turning in there. Going, geez, I can't fluff this pillow up. Uh, I mean, even if I have the pillow, I can't get my arms up to the pillow to refluff it once it goes flat. So stop, stop. I could see that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess, I, look, I guess you should be able to make your own choice. I am. I do think it's odd to make this like a big public pronouncement, though. Like, this is the type of thing you put in the like the, I don't know. It Was it, I guess it was illegal in New York? Was it? Yeah. So it, you, you don't compost people. <laughs> You I mean, this is, I, I mean, know. I think I, if you, if you I some... can't believe we live in a time where we are say here, hold Sputnik. Right. Yes. Okay? I, that is a weird, that world. is no weirder than no, a man cannot have a baby or no, we don't compost people. But, but I, I think though, if you. If this was something central to you and you cared about it, you should be able to do whatever you want with your dead body, other than like, I don't know, leave it on my porch. I'm not saying <laughs> not, not nothing. But could but I, I mean, leave it on my porch? No, I mean, no, no. There's no, some there sanitary. Is, right? there, there needs to be a respect for the human body. But like you could argue that. You know, again, I don't, this is not my argument, but you could argue cremation is a, is weird too, right? What do you mean you're gonna you're gonna turn my body into ash and then no, keep it on your on your on your vanity board? Sure, like, like I, I think that yeah. I you, mean, I you I might think that's weird, but it's something that is part of you know. I know God society. is all powerful, mm-hmm. but I know that you know I get my body back at some point. You know, mm-hmm. if you believe in resurrection, you're gonna get your body back at some. I would rather not have it a puzzle where God was like, okay, wait a minute, I gotta <laughs> we have this, and I had to get it to the bottom okay. of the ocean because you just sprinkled them higgledy-piggledy off the back of a ferry boat. Thank you for that. But it, I mean, I know he's capable of anything, but I'd, not, I'd rather not make him work. You obviously think that's kind of a weird thing. And look, I think you could look at that and say, hey, it is kind of a different... Like, a, no, But so was, is burying... I mean, no, every part of this is weird. I know. My dad was... Yeah. Yeah. Every part of this is weird. And there's right. so... If we, you are like... If you are... If there's a dead animal, a dead horse, you would bury the horse. Okay, you'd bury but, the like, and the reason you for wouldn't that is compo- harsh- you wouldn't like you know what? Hey, mama, come on, bring out those potato uh, <laughs> peelings. We're gonna put them on the horse. Oh, he's gonna be great for the garden. You know, I mean, I no. think that happens. 
You're telling me there, there's not a there's not a bunch of granola weirdos out there composting their horses? That's absolutely happening. In fact, I think. It, uh, let me tell you something. If those granola uh, weirdos own horses, I'm already pissed. Really? They own. Who are you to own mm, a horse? That's true. How it's not their horse. Dare you? They just trot around the field right. that you fenced in. <laughs> they <laughs> but better you not have fenced it in. <laughs> I don't know. I I think if you're weird enough to want to compost yourself, I think that's a you should be able to do it. It's a weird. Maybe it's a libertarian in me coming out and just saying, "Look, you want to compost yourself? Go ahead. You go go do that." I do think it's weird that like it's the main thing Kathy Hochul has achieved. I guess you know what? I I, so yeah, you know, hey, I got human her. composting done. People have been clamoring <laughs> yeah. for that for decades. I, you know, I guess I. I wouldn't be so against it if I just didn't think we were cheapening human life yeah, uh, everywhere. It does. I mean, it's almost like, you know, you go in. I mean, you you know, hey, I got to go and get my checkup at the VA. And all of a sudden you find yourself on a conveyor belt that's leading to somebody's garden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I, I mean, <laughs> we, we should slow down oh, on devaluing on. the human body and you know, l- oh, just put some chips in it. It's just as good. In fact, it's better. Oh, oh, is it? We're okay. at least six months from that conveyor belt thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, that's a little pessimistic i believe we can move a little faster on that uh robert wrote about his experience with relief factor he said i didn't think relief factor was working until i ran out mid-month after about three days the pain was back where it started can i tell you something uh, robert this is exactly what happened to me i didn't run out i did the three-week quick start at the end of three weeks i'm like it hasn't made any difference at all Uh, within a couple of days i'm like ow 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 yes it does And it's gotten better for me the longer I take it. Anyway, uh, he said, when I uh, stopped taking it, I realized just how much Relief Factor was helping. It's a great test for me to see how Relief Factor works. Uh, Robert, let me tell you something else. A year later, because I will run out, and and it comes all back. It comes back. So, I mean, it's amazing. You don't feel it. It doesn't space you out or anything. And it takes care of so much pain. Three-week quick start. Just try it. 1995. It's trial pack. Thousands of people have tried it. 70% of them go on to order more month after month, which says a lot. It's relieffactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Hmm. Welcome to the uh, program. Hey, Stu, um, I can give you another story. Here, hold Sputnik. Sure. I think we should use that as, uh, you know, things we never thought we'd say. I That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Here, hold Sputnik. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, here's, a, here's another one. This one comes from The Guardian, the, uh, the newspaper out of uh, the UK. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just... You know, talking about all of the good things that the satanic temple has accomplished. There's something that I never thought I'd say. All the good things the satanic temple 
has done. Mm. Uh, the temple has tackled list. prayer in classrooms, religious holiday displays, the distribution of Bibles in schools. And it's now taking on another fundamental issue, the right to abortion. They are now fighting uh, the extreme force uh, form of Christianity that wants to protect unborn life. How's extremists? I, don't, I mean, you just want to protect little babies? My gosh. Okay, keep your cross at home, weirdo. Um, hmm. So here's the thing. Um, the Satanic Temple has filed lawsuits in Indiana, Idaho, Texas, and Missouri in an effort to gain rights to religious abortion rituals. Religious, this I'm quoting, abortion rituals that the Satanic Temple said they have a right to do. Now, I go down a little further in the story here, and it, they say the, uh, the Satanist clarified that Satanists don't believe in Satan as a literal de- demonic being, but just a symbol of rebellion and opposition to authoritarianism. Okay, well, that'd be Saul Alinsky, but I don't remember Saul Alinsky and his religious abortion blood rituals. No? I mean, if you don't believe in Satan, but you call yourself a Satanist, and you're part of the Satan temple, you might want to think about renaming it, because I'm wondering who you're doing the religious blood ritual with these unborn babies uh, to. You know, I think Satan's really clear. If you're a little misty on that, you might want to, you know, you want to clear that up. You think? Yeah. You're willing to take that stance. I mean, I think I would be standing in the temple going, hey, if we don't believe in Satan, what's with the spooky dark room where <laughs> we're killing babies? I, I'm just mm. in, a, in a religious ritual. Well, who's a, Who are we sacrificing those to? It's not a... Bad question. It's not right, like just not one I thought we'd yeah. ever have to ask out loud. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then have people somewhere in the country right now. There is somebody going, hey, that makes sense to me. OK, OK, OK. Never. Hmm. Yeah. Again, there are lines, right? Like you can have you can believe lots of things. But if you're doing blood sacrifice of little children, I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> that's over the line. I think so. I think so. But I'm, you know, I'm an old movie buff. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw all those Satan movies where they were where they were trying to pigeonhole and stereotype, you know, these blood rituals as something spooky. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. and it's so just, I am old school. It's embedded in I'm, the culture now. <laughs> we have this negative yeah. perception. When of really sacrifice. all they're doing, they are just really good. This is a collection of landscapers and they just want to put those babies into a into a wood chipper and, and get it compost be, them. Can you imagine how rich that soil would be? Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be? Gang, you could not be further away from truth, any kind of truth, than living in America today. Well, no, you can't. It'll be living in America in a week from now. It will be even further from the truth unless we hold the line let me talk to you a little bit about jace medical the american society of healthcare pharmacists 
the group that tracks the production of medications around the world, has declared a worldwide shortage of antibiotics, specifically amoxicillin. Well, that's kind of an important drug, right? I want to talk to you about Jace Medical, the Jace case from Jace Medical. It is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. They have five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a lot, uh, a long list of bacterial infections. Um, you can have it on hand. Get the Jace case. You'll get five different kinds of flights of uh, antibiotics. Please check this out at Jace, J A semedical.com Jace Medical. Use the offer code BEC10 at checkout. Save $10 off your order. JaceMedical.com Let me tell you, uh, in hour number one of this podcast broadcast today, I spoke about where's the plan from the GOP? Where is the plan? This is what the uh, Freedom Caucus is standing up against. The lack of any plan, of any strategy to get us back to a constitutional republic. They just would like us to follow the Constitution, maybe from time to time. And I gave you an outline of a plan in our number one of today's podcast. For the next couple of minutes, I want to introduce you to somebody who is a conservative activist that is actually doing something. And I want to encourage you to join him in this effort. We... For some reason, the GOP doesn't do all of the legal things we can do. When you hear ballot harvesting, you think, oh boy, that's bad. Well, no, no, no. Legal ballot harvesting is fine. And in some states, there's legal ballot harvesting. We don't engage in that. It's legal, and we don't engage in that. Well, where do you think they're beating us on the margins? Where do you think they're beating us? Why aren't we doing that? Well, I got a guy on next who says we are doing it and I like some help. We talk to him next. First, Michael wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says Relief Factor helped to almost completely eliminate my elbow elbow pain when I couldn't find any other solutions. It's a great product and has helped me with a lot of other aches and pains. Since I started Relief Factor, I feel like I've got more energy and generally I feel better. Thank you so much for a great product. You're welcome, Michael. Thanks for writing in. Relief Factor, it doesn't work for everybody, but about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more because it has four uh, key ingredients that fight inflammation in your body, which is um, ibuprofen only has one. This has four different 
angles that it hits inflammation. And that's why it works for so many people. Works for me. Try it. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Scott Pressler is with us now. Uh, and uh, uh, we were having a uh, conversation um gosh a while back he was on i think we were talking about uh cleanup day in baltimore and he was he was part of that um he is joining us now to talk about ballot legal ballot harvesting how you doing scott thank you so much for having me good morning you bet so you are i love this you're an eagle scout aren't you Yes, sir. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I think I remember that from. Oh, we're going to clean up. Uh, we're going to clean up Baltimore. Okay, try not to get stabbed to death. Um, but uh, now you're on to legal ballot harvesting. Harvesting. Tell me uh, what it is, where it's legal, what the difference between legal and legal is, and why it's important. Well, first, if I may. I want to explain why we're going to engage in legal ballot harvesting. And we saw this in Arizona. We saw this in Harris County, Texas, that, you know, 30% of Republican voters are going to vote early or do mail-in, but the strong majority, 70%, are going to wait until Election Day. And we saw in Arizona that by waiting for that one day to vote, it only took one day of tabulation errors and machine errors. And in Harris County, we had polling locations that ran out of paper ballots as early as 7.30 a.m. on Election Day. And wow. so my argument... I mean, that's you wouldn't expect more than, I don't know, 150 people to come and vote. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It wasn't just negligence, in my opinion. Right. And therefore... My argument to the American people is, look, we cannot simply wait for Election Day because there are now months of early voting. I mean, literally, in my Commonwealth of Virginia, we have 45 days of early voting. So that means that we must encourage early in-person, early voting, mail-in voting, Election Day voting, and where it is legal, engage in ballot harvesting so explain because i know you're writing a manual on this if i'm not mistaken explain what ballot harvesting means sure so ballot harvesting just refers to the practice of somebody else returning a ballot on behalf of a voter so ballot harvesting could mean my turning in my mom's absentee ballot for her because she's either disabled or sick or out of the country, whatever the reason may be. That's ballot harvesting. And I really want to uh, differentiate because when people think of ballot harvesting, they probably think of like, oh, one person is turning in a thousand ballots. Right. Certainly that is ballot harvesting. But I want to say that each of us could actually become a ballot harvester by even doing one ballot. I mean, that can double the amount of Republicans that are actually engaging in elections that each of us do legal ballot harvesting. And here's an example in Oregon. I just got off the phone with Oregon, and I will be visiting soon, by the way. Oh, sorry but for that. Oregon, they, <laughs> hey, we got to bring the fight to even the blue. Oh, I know. Blue. I know. I know. And half that state is red, red, red. Exactly. Yeah. It's only these 
cities that control them, but we're going to change that. And in Oregon, you can create your own unofficial Dropbox locations. So literally, I could have a house party. I could have a Dropbox location at a gun shop, a gun show, a church. If President Trump or Governor Ron DeSantis came and did a rally, I could set up a Dropbox location and have every Trumper and Republican turn in their ballot at the rally and then give them information on how to chase ballots for other people. And it was the successes of California, where we did legal ballot harvesting, New York, where we did legal ballot harvesting, and the state of Florida that is the reason why we have a Republican narrow majority today. So I am writing about harvesting manual. I predict that I'll be done within the next two weeks. And I'm going to start making this available to conservatives across the country so they know the rules, they know the regulations, and we're going to play the same game the Democrats are have done in order to elect Republicans going into 2023 and 2024. This is what's so frustrating, because I, I don't want to do anything illegal. Uh, I want to make sure that every valid ballot uh, is counted uh, yeah. and is accounted for. Uh, but we are not even doing the things you're allowed to do um, that are legal to do. We don't, we just, we let them master things um, and then they always take it into the, the dirt. But if we even want to be competitive, we have to do everything that is legal to do because. Well, they are just outmaneuvering us. Well, and I'd like to expand upon that as well, because, for example, in the state of Colorado, any person, you don't even have to be a citizen. I can turn in up to 10 absentee ballots in the state of Colorado. But here's the kicker. In Wyoming, there are no laws or statutes that prohibit ballot harvesting whatsoever. Wyoming is one of the bloodest of red states. So therefore, here, here's the methodology or the thinking that we have to have going forward. We as Republicans are going to engage in legal ballot harvesting where it is applicable. And in states that we control the governorship and the legislatures, we should move to ban ballot harvesting in those states. So, for example, why is it not banned in North Dakota or South Dakota or Wyoming or et cetera? There's only one state in the entire country that does not allow for ballot harvesting. And that's Alabama. And I think that's... Holy cow. I thought this was... I didn't realize that it was legal everywhere so define illegal ballot harvesting well it's it's actually very nebulous and ambiguous i'm not going to name names because i don't do that but i called an elections office in a blue state and i asked are there any laws or statutes that prohibit another person from turning in a ballot for somebody else And the only answer I got was the voter has to be the one that signs the ballot. And I said, well, you know, could I mail in the ballot for somebody on their behalf? And the answer I got was, well, we're not going to know who mailed in a ballot regardless. And I don't like that answer. I don't like that answer at all. There's no chain of custody and it's so ambiguous. And there are so many loopholes in reading all the laws that the majority of these laws don't even uh, talk about drop boxes. And so I think there's a lot of room that we can use these laws to our advantage. And again, 
I'm not doing anything uh, illegal. This is all going to be by the book and making sure that where things are prohibited, we will not engage and where things are legal, we will engage. Yeah, we, we have to engage where we can. I would love for it to be day only show up at the ballot box voting. I would love that. But that's not where we are. Uh, I would love no drop boxes. I think those are a nightmare. You have to put the ballot in. If it's a three-week thing, you have to show up. You have to be the one that put it in. But that's not what we're dealing with. So if that's not the law, then we must engage in what everything that is legal to do. Absolutely. Well, and look at Pennsylvania, for example. One last reason why we must do early voting is by the time that Fetterman and Dr. Oz had their first and only state, 500,000 Pennsylvanians had already voted. And four out of those five voters were Democratic voters. So they were already banking votes while the majority of Republicans were waiting. And the last thing that I want to say, Glenn, is despite what happens with the RNC vote on January 27th, I am going to be working with a PAC to create an infrastructure for absentee voting and early voting that's going to engage in states like Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, all of the swings to make sure that the GOP, if they don't have an infrastructure, that we will have one outside of the Republican Party to ensure the job gets done. Good. I have to, I have to tell you, this, this is why you, you make your kid become an eagle. Uh, an Eagle Scout. This is this is what you get out of it in the end. Somebody who will actually get it done and do it right. So, uh, Scott, please send me a copy of the book. We'll have you on. Is it is it possible then that where where your state is voting and you can have a drop box that we could all have like a Tupperware party? Or a, uh, I could do like a, I don't know, we could do a special show that is only on that night, and uh, you get special ac- access if you have a party at your house, and they fill them all out, and that group can take those then and turn them in. Is is that possible? Is that legal? Absolutely. There there are some are states that. that we're going to have to kind of figure that out. But let well, me tell you, Nevada, it, yeah. Oregon, New York, California, yes, we can have those Tupperware parties. Well, we're, then we're, we're going to. Then I strongly <laughs> advise, if you're not moving, then just, just have a Tupperware party. You know what I'm saying? Find all the, you know who they are. In New York, there's like five conservatives. So you know who they are. Um, but uh, uh, thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate it. And we will be in touch, please. Keep us informed along the way so we can help. I will. And you will be getting a signed copy of the ballot harvest. Well, that's what I was looking for. That's what I was hoping for. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, that's Scott Pressler. Uh, and again, I, I nothing illegal. I want transparency. But as long as things remain on the books, We have got to beat them at their own game when it comes to legal votes. Uh, Have to do it all. Have to do it all. All right. Back in just a minute. These days, your personal information is floating all around the place on the Internet. Uh, In the era of social media, where platforms like Instagram have become the top app cyber criminals use to run their online scams, 
you need to be prepared to protect yourself in every way you can. Here's one thing you can do, and it's the easiest thing you can do. You can hire somebody else to watch for you. You can get the people at LifeLock, who I think they're the best in, the, in cybersecurity. They've been in it since the very beginning. I mean, they were doing it where, like, people will steal your credit card. And you're like, I'll, I'll stand on the street corner and shout my, my, uh, my social security number out. What difference does it make? Well, it makes a lot of difference, especially now. They have preventative measures to keep you safe and prevent anything from happening. And then, this is where it's really great, a restoration team, if something does slip by, because nobody can stop everything, and they can help restore your information and your good name. Save 25% off your first year now with the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BACK. Save 25% now, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com, promo code BACK. 10 seconds, station ID. A couple interesting things about that that approach, Glenn, on engaging in these things that the laws essentially you might not like. Number one, you know, the best way to get these things changed is to engage in them, because the reason why ballot har- ballot harvesting is legal and why it's encouraged and it's all in all these blue states is because Democrats feel they get an advantage at out of it, mm-hmm. right? They believe they're they're winning mm-hmm. elections because of it. That's why it's there. So if you go there and you play on that field and you take that advantage away and maybe get an advantage yourself, all of a sudden they're going to want those laws to go away. And honestly, that's a, the best outcome of what, all of it. Look at what happened. They say, uh, you you can't be on network television. You can't do these things. Yeah. You know, you go find your own place on the internet when it was a joke. Now it's not a joke. Mm-hmm. And the right dominates we dominate because we had to and now they want now to shut it down they, they, well, they want to shut it all down exactly. shut the voices when down. they had the big advantage at the beginning they didn't want to shut it down they, right they, of course it's free speech correct now correct. that goes away mm-hmm. secondarily and it's it's one of the more uh, you know obviously people have their feelings about the 2020 election we know that uh, but one <laughs> of the more compelling pieces of evidence if you don't think it's stolen is the idea that when you look at all 50 states Uh, from 2016 to 2020 almost all of them donald trump underperformed in almost all the states from from 2016 to 2020 Mm. and you'd think like well if you're stealing an election you're not stealing votes in like i don't know alabama right like why Mm -hmm. did he underperform by almost the same percentage in almost every state and in fact he actually performed better in swing states so again if you're stealing the election it would be weird to steal more votes in the other yeah, states, states like, yeah. so you know and you can believe that or you're not believe it but one of the things the most interesting part of that analysis is there is one state where he performed totally out of line with almost every other state 49 of the 50 he's right in a very small window of how he performed in relation to 2016 one state is different one that state is the state of florida hmm. it is also the one state that donald trump outwardly said it was okay to vote by mail he opposed it all over the country but when he first started opposing it people in florida said wait a minute you don't understand how many older voters you have 
that are going to vote by mail. You don't want to say that to people in Florida. And Trump came out and said, hey, not in Florida. Florida, they do it right. It's okay in Florida to vote by mail. And it was by far his best performing state in the 2020 election. I hate early ballots. I, I, you know, it's, I hate early it's not ballots. The way it be I done. hate voting by mail. But I got to tell you, if we don't, we lose every time. If you do out. not engage in it, you will lose. lose. The, the, the market right now, the market of voters are saying, you know, I kind of like voting early. I kind of like voting by mail. Now, fight hard to get those laws changed. Yes. But once the rules of the game are in place, you better play by them. It's like, you know, there are people who, uh, you know, I know you're a huge NBA fan, Glenn, and it's like, there were, pe- giant. there were people, coaches, who were against the three-point shot coming into play back in the day. And they said, ah, I don't like this newfangled thing. It's silly. It's not It's not authentic. It's not pure basketball. It's not and metal so, arc lemon. Right. Sure. And so they decided to not go after players who could shoot it. And they didn't design their offense to play with it. And... Over time, those coaches went extinct because people figured out, hey, this shot that's worth three points is better than the other shots that are worth two points. They designed offenses around it. They spaced the floor differently. People like Steph Curry came in. Now, that's almost all they shoot. If you are going to be a holdout and say, look, I don't want to play with a three-point shot, you're going to lose. Now, every offseason, you can go to the NBA and say, stop the three-point shot. It's stupid. And once you get that change done, you can go back to playing your old way. But you can't play that way when the rules are the other way. You will lose every single time. Well, that's why I don't make holes in one when I golf. Because hole a hole in one, you should get like 10 points for that. Right. And they only give you one. So you don't and go for them. So I don't go for them. Wow. I mean, that's, uh, that's not a high score wins. How and good of a I golfer are you? More, hmm? Are you a good golfer? Oh, or my. Do you lose do I every time? Do I look t- like a good golfer? <laughs> you know, of all the sports, <laughs> I can see you playing. Golf no, is- come on. More than bowling? <laughs> okay, not bowling. Yeah. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, some uh, really famous traders, gold traders, uh, precious metals. Uh, JC Parents, who runs uh, allstarcharts.com, indicated just recently gold may reach $5,000 an ounce uh, sooner than we might expect, maybe by the end of the year. Um, Swiss Asia Capital CIO claimed that it'll reach $4,000 an ounce this year. I hope that doesn't happen because that means other really bad things are happening. Um, but it is a hedge against insanity. That's what gold is for. When everything else is going down the tube, gold is there and it's stable. And that's why the price of gold goes up with every tube of 25 of the one quarter ounce gold Mayflower Beck rounds. This is to celebrate the 400th year of the Mayflower. Uh, you'll also receive at no charge 10 one ounce silver Mayflower rounds and uh, 50 of the Mind Your Business Silver Gram Bars. This is amazing. Gold and silver together right at Goldline. Call them now. Goldline.com 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or Goldline.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We have an encouraging update on the condition of Damar Hamlin coming up. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for listening. It is Thursday. Uh, I don't know about you, but I mean, I came to work yesterday for the first day. These three-day work weeks, everybody should have them. Yeah. Everybody should have them. I mean, you know, you could work hard like Johnny Carson used to and do four nights, Mm. but three really is the secret. Maybe two. The only thing I don't like about your schedule this week is you're doing three in a row. I think you should spread them out a little bit. Like over a month? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That would be good. I could do three shows a week, but over a month. We should talk about this at some point. There is a real movement going on for a four-day work week. And Uh, I think it's real. I think it's real. I think it's coming. I think we're going to have it. You know, you know why we will? Because, I mean, did you see the McDonald's here in Texas that there's not a human in mm-hmm. the store? Yep. N- no human. Well, yeah. Like, you, you well, go one, in. One person is like, load the machine. They're cooking the stuff, right? But the, you're, you're, there's no cashiers. No, I think they're overseeing the cooking. Yeah. I they're, think they're, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're just like, machine working. Yeah. Okay. And like they, it's like a, it was an old bank, I believe. Right. Yeah. And you walk, you go through the drive-thru and like, it comes down a chute and you just get your food. Yeah. And, there's uh, like nobody. And I mean, that is incredible. coming. We've been talking about this and it was like, oh, you know, you're not going to put machines on. Yeah. Well, you know what? By people not willing to work, you know, I am still, still working on my house. <laughs> well, Okay. How long until it's done? Do you have any idea? Two weeks. A couple weeks. Uh, and the thing is, um, the contractors cannot get people to work. So in my situation, I have a contractor who has um, started working with five other contractors in the area. And they're all the bosses and the owners and stuff. And they're just working together as a crew. They'll go work on my house for a week. And then they'll go to somebody else's house and then they'll go to somebody else's house and they're sharing the bird because they can't get anybody to work. Mm. I mean, who can we please America? You know, there is some and I don't think the younger generation understands you get self worth out of working. You do. You feel better about yourself. You, You you just do. From the guy who just said he wants to work three-day work weeks. Oh, Take I've it to the bank. It. I've already done all that hard work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that for about 20 minutes in 1987. Yeah, you're all set. I'm set. You're all set. Okay. Um, but I do actually think there is a real movement of that there coming. And it will happen because of all of the jobs that are going to be lost. I think that's part of it. I think yeah. that's one of the ways society reacts yeah. to the mass automation. You know, Have you been following the chat GPT stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, over? Oh, I've got to show you something. Yeah. I asked it. Uh, I asked it, uh, can you tell me about Glenn Beck? And it put all the stuff. And then I said, is is he a good guy or a bad guy? And uh, it, you know, gave me a bunch of gobbledygook that was like, oh, you know, we can't tell. We're, you know, we're not judges. We're, we're right. just here as a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I asked it to find information on Afghanistan. And it actually kind of argued with me that Glenn Beck didn't involve his audience and they didn't do anything in Afghanistan to rescue people. Okay, you asked and, it about get Afghanistan as it relates to you. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. And it said it has no access to any of that information. That information is available. Why is this this chat box that is is 
Google is afraid of it because mm-hmm. Google said it's going to replace us. OK, mm-hmm. um, it has no access to that information. Don't fear the machine. Fear the programming of the machine. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And I think, too, in, a, in addition to just how it will manipulate information, because a lot of people are using it that way. They're asking chat GBT, GBT questions, right? Like, hey, give me this. And they're getting what they feel are better results than you can find at Google, right? I, I mean, I'm running simultaneously doing this show to see what it says compared to you. Yeah. And it's, it's got to be much better, better, right? It's, it's got to be better. better. I mean, it's much better. You know, <laughs> and all it needs is two AA batteries yeah. to achieve that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they... It's also a creator. And what's interesting about it is like you could say, uh, write me a story about Glenn Beck going to the moon in the style of Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. And you'll just it will just write one in seconds. Mm-hmm. And like now they're talking about these many jobs of people who who write content online, whether it's promotional content or news content or creative content. You can just farm them out to chat GBT and it's uh, gets you something pretty close so uh, to a really the, good result almost instantaneously. We are at the place. We should go back and get that Ray Kurzweil uh, interview and yeah. the interview with the Google guys. Remember? I had Eric that Schmidt mm-hmm. um, from Google. Yeah, we should go back and look at those because all the things we talked about and I was like warning against and I'm like, uh, so what do you think is going to happen here? Mm-hmm. Um it's all it's all happening now. And I was thinking about this with uh, Ray Kurzweil when he was on. Uh, this is 10 years ago, maybe. And I said to him, aren't these things going to make us weaker? Because, for instance, right now, you just ask Google any question. No, nobody looks anything up anymore. And you don't even you know, you used to have to work for it. What was the name of that guy? Yeah. And you'd get people involved and then you'd have it close and then you worked for it. You know what I mean? And that work helped you remember it a mm-hmm. second time. Now, you don't have to remember anything. Hey, Google, what is blah, blah, blah. And it will. I'm sorry for that if I set your. Yeah, right. Your, right. Um, <laughs> your device off. Your sorry device about off. That. Sorry. Yep. Um, but uh, it, you know, it weakens us. If you start taking and producing everything all the creative you are nothing in a generation you're nothing but a cog in the wheel Mm -hmm. and you also don't know what's true right like for example um there's a bunch of people out there very few in one in general sense but there's a sort of a movement out there to own your own media right like if you want a movie or a series, right? You buy the DVD, have physical media, because if you just buy the stuff online, you never know what's going to happen with it. It's kind of true, right? Like, so you go back and, you know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. A series has been on for, I think, six, 16 years, 16 mm-hmm. seasons. They've now banned five or six of the episodes for some sort of ridiculous oh, standard wow. of... of of uh wokeness wokeness. on on a program that is wildly unwoke intentionally that literally in multiple episodes uses the n-word like it's that offensive some of those episodes are still online but other episodes where you know one of the characters you know she thinks she's a comedian she comes up with a terrible character that is offensive as offensive racial stereotype again it's not being praised in the series it's being mocked but they've banned these because she wears blackface or something. I mean, it's the the idiocy anyway, and yeah. the double standard. But again, 
That show no longer exists if you don't have physical media. I mean, you could dig it up somewhere online. But if you the, per- the what you purchased, you no longer have purchased. Think about that when it comes to a fact argument. A book will tell you the books that you, the documents you keep saving, right, Glenn? You keep mm-hmm. purchasing and saving to make sure that they don't mm-hmm. go away. Those documents exist. You can look at them and you can see them. And they were, at least at one point, online. But what happens when one of those documents is offensive? What happens when one of those documents doesn't support the narrative? What happens when one of those documents needs to be censored for whatever reason? And you can't find it anymore. And the history changes a little bit. And maybe Glenn wasn't a guy who was helping people in Afghanistan escape. He was making the problem much worse and in the way of government officials. When those things change, there's no way to know. And if all you're doing is asking uh, I won't name the devices because they'll all go mm-hmm. off and, and, and yell at you. You mean like Alexa? Right. Yes, like that one. Because uh, that's what my kids do. I see it happen all oh, the time. Oh, I know, I know. It, instead of trying to remember it, they're just like, hey, uh, Sarah. Name, Sarah. Hey, Sarah, <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's the answer to this? What time is this happening? What What's the, you know, and it's like, that is a problem because you're not, you're not internalizing it. It's not being held by you. You're, you Correct. don't know the knowledge. It's there, just like I yes. can access it whenever I need to when this device is and there. what happens when you can't access the information? Mm, right. I mean, that is coming at some point just because the world will break down at some point. It will. I mean, it might be a thousand years from now. Could be tomorrow. Could be in a way we don't expect. Right. But what happens when you can't access that information? You stand around the machine and keep pushing the button going, food, 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 food. Brondo. Mm -hmm. Food. Yeah. Uh, And not to, to, you just mentioned the Ray Kurzweil interview that we did years ago. Uh, I mean, what happens when we get to the singularity? I mean, that's down the line, but when, the act when the information is just like i'm going to access this pod of information and it's going to be implanted essentially into my brain That's coming faster matrix than you style think. right transhumanism is coming faster than you think right when that happens again where's who's controlling what you're importing how do you know what you think and what the algorithm <laughs> wants you to think <laughs> we are so screwed i mean we are it's just it's just it's crazy mm. Uh, it's just crazy that we're not talking about these things. By the way, we got to get to the good news. Uh, let me take a quick break and we'll come back with some really good news. Monday night, uh, you know, I think a lot of the country was a little in shock on what happened. Sure, with Tamar um, Hamlin, yeah. And we have some good news on that. We'll do that in just a minute. It's time to take your pet experience to the next level. You love your dog, you want him to be both healthy and happy. And that's why maybe you should try Rough Greens. Now, if you have a cat, who cares? But dogs? I started feeding my dog Uno Rough Greens over a year ago. Uh, As I've told you many times on the program, he is a completely different dog. He's a uh, he was like a puppy again. I mean, I think it gave him probably at least a year on his life. I mean, I don't have any data that would back that up. I just feel like. He changed and he became younger and healthier. Um, And this is where he is now is kind of where he was. What was it? Two and a half years ago, three years ago when I started giving him rough greens. Um, I think it bought him time and it's been good time with the family. 
the folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love this. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the food. They uh, want to give you a free bag, just a little trial bag for a couple of days so your dog can try it. You make sure that he likes it. If they like it, then, you know, you'll get the next bag and uh, then you just start watching the changes over the months. It's amazing. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome, welcome to the uh, Gledbeck program. We have an update for you. Ian Rappaport uh, from uh, Big NFL Reporter. Uh, really encouraging uh, reports from Damar Hamlin. His situation, of course, the NFL player uh, collapsed on the field, uh, had to be re- resuscitated twice on the field before being removed by ambulance. Wow. Um, here's his, re- his latest update. Damar Hamlin opened his eyes last night and is responsive. Truly incredible. One thing that is very clear from speaking to those close to him, they are endlessly appreciative of the medical care given to Hamlin on the field immediately and then over the last 72 hours. DeMar Hamlin has also been gripping the hands of those close to him. Mm. A very positive sign. Okay, so here's the thing. He was, um, the reason why we didn't have updates is because they put him in an induced coma and they needed to lower his body temperature so his his body wouldn't swell. You know, his heart wouldn't swell, his body wouldn't swell, so um, they could treat things. But they had no idea until they started to pull him out of that coma uh, if it was working at all. So apparently it did work, at least to some uh, extent. Mm -hmm. And as he, you know, this is a hard comeback. Yeah, look, you're still talking about someone in critical condition and intensive care, so you don't want to make any pronouncements of optimism that are too. But this is a very good development. And you're right, the way they do this, it's really fascinating, where they, they cool the body down so much so there's no swelling, and then very slowly uh, warm it back yeah, up. Put over, on defrost. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, basically yeah. kind of like putting them on defrost over yeah. a very long period of time, a couple right. of days. They did this to Walt Disney, too, you know. No, I don't think. He's, no, he was in the freezer, and oh, he'll be. Oh, there's somebody right now that's so pissed at Disney. They're like, I am. I'm putting him not on defrost. I'm putting him on high. Oh, and I, don't do that. I will tell don't you this. If, if, if I know anything about the current state of the Disney Corporation, they put him in the microwave about 20 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it's With a, foil. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad but true. Yeah. Wrapped him in aluminum foil <laughs> and turned that thing on for three hours. Because <laughs> I don't ever want to hear from that guy ever again. <laughs> it's so sad, but oh. it's, I mean, it's totally unrelated to the, the positive developments here. But I was, I was talking to my wife the other day. We were, you know, we're planning a you know, family vacation for later in the year. And, you know, of course, the kids, they, they, we went to Disneyland uh, right before COVID. And they're right in the prime area, era of wanting to go to Disneyland. And like, I was like, I mean, should we consider Disney again? She's like, no, I will not give them any of my money. Like, I mean, that is. I won't. What does and you are the ultimate Disney guy. I won't you do it. Literally love Disney and the history of Disney, and you're done. It's my favorite place to go, in any place in the world because I love the history of it. I love the mechanics. I love all the engineering of it. Everything, uh, and I will never, never give them a dime. No, nope. That's incredible. It's, it's got to be hitting them. I mean, of course, you see a change 
at the top of the organization. I don't know that this is going to be a positive change, by the way, but uh, you know, you get a new CEO and the old CEO is now the new CEO back in. How much impact is this? It's got to be massive to Disney. Well, what was There's it a, I saw yesterday? Half the country that, feels this way. Uh, Hollywood lost, what was it, a trillion dollars in revenue last mm. year? Um, from, just from, in their stock and everything else. Mm. The entertainment industry lost a buttload, and it doesn't seem to affect them. No, it doesn't. They just constantly, you know, assign responsibility to something else. It's the new technology. It's more competition. And some of that is true. But, but it's also this. Like, it's also you, you know, you want to do a better job and, and have your bottom line go up. Get out of Hollywood and live in a regular small town for a while mm. and just see what real life is like for most of America.